The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage, sit back and let's get this fucking show started. So I get the keys so I just come in and you know, comment on the music. Tony. What is his name, Tony? <laughs> yeah. Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Ah! 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 Yeah, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh, you know, you wanted to play Little Bean instead. Aquaman's a hero! Let's see what Spider-Man number one looks like. I guarantee you, Blaze will love that. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum. Assemble. We are back. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. We are back. We are here live once again on our daily daily version of this show. And uh, we got a good show for you. I got on the line. I got Joe. Hey, what's up? Uh, Lawrence will be here in a little bit. He's, uh, he's working, but, uh, we got a good show for you. We're going to talk about, um, Bravest Warriors number one, you know, it's TV Tuesday, but you know, we decided to change it up a little bit not talk about TV stuff, but talk about comics based on TV stuff. Cause you know, all in all, this show is about comics, right? So yeah, we're going to talk about Bravest Warriors number one and Firefly Bad Company. And then, as always, we got a little bit of news for you, and then some, some little bit of tangents, and we'll get we'll get some of that to you too. Um, as always, we'd like to thank thank Scott Rubin for uh, creating this medium for us to to talk shit through, uh, polluting his bandwidth, if you will. Um, you can always join the conversation in chat, or you can call Fantastic Forum on Skype. That's not going to happen today because Larry's not on. He's the Fantastic Forum uh, telephone operator. But you can call me Moses Magnum until Larry gets here. Then you can switch up. But either way, the lady will explain everything. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live. Join the party. You know you want to. But yeah, while we wait for Larry, I'm going to actually change it up a little too. And I'm going to start off with a heavy metal minute. It's a little short. Uh, that way you don't have to you don't have to stay on uh, after the show to listen. It'll be at the beginning and in the archive. 
So that'll that'll be right now. You may know JP Fournier as a top tier artist, designer of the Dragon Force logo, among the artwork for uh, I believe Valley of the Damned. Um, but according to the French newspapers Le Parisien et Le Dauphin Libre, they're reporting that the remains of his 80-year-old father were found disemboweled and shot through the head by, by an arrow. And uh, it's not looking good for John Pascal. For JP, our boy JP attempted to commit suicide <laughs> the day after by jumping off a bridge into the Isaray River in the town of St. Martin de Reyes in the suburbs of Grenoble, France. He was not successful. Police were called and he was arrested. He was not injured. Um, yeah, they found the wife sick in the other room, locked away. But he, um, yeah, he, he killed, he looks like he killed his, his, uh, his dad, allegedly. And then Night Demon has just released a new 7-inch Empire's Fall. It's streaming the title track right now. The song features Lars Fredrickson's from Rancid and Matt Freeman, also from Rancid, as well as James Paul Luna from Holy Grail on backing vocals. The vinyl version features a cover of Legrief's Fast Bikes on the B-side. Um, according to Jarvis Leatherby, the bassist and singer of this project, it's been three years since Night Demon has released original music. We spent that time touring the world many times over, but all that is sidelined now for obvious reasons. I present you Empire's Fall, our first offering of 2020. But yeah, you can stream that now. I streamed it on YouTube. You're actually listening to it under me right now. And then amidst this uh, corona pandemic, COVID-19 pandemic, um, Megadeth has offered a free Vic Rattlehead face mask. It looks like the jaw from their their uh, mascot, Vic Rattlehead. And they do it, uh, they re-release merch for the album Countdown to Extinction. And then when you buy that limited edition merch, you get that free mask. And you could do that at the Megadeth store on their website. Uh, I think it's limited pre-order. So by the time you're hearing this, it probably ended already. I did see a countdown. It looked like three days. So maybe there's still time. I don't know. I haven't done the math yet. I'm Moses Magnum. This has been Heavy Metal Minute. But yeah, that was the Heavy Metal Minute. Uh, uh, Joe, man, did you get to read that Bravest Warriors? Joe. Oh, Joe's gone. Anywho. No, uh, I'm, I'm here. Oh, you're there? Sorry. <laughs> I was checking my text message, and it took me away from the Skype screen while I was uh, muted. But, yes, I, I read Bravest Warriors number one. Okay. Now, you introduced me to Bravest Warriors. Um being, you know, fans of Adventure Time and, and that art style in particular. Uh, and, uh, 
Let me add Larry here, cause no, 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 no. Yeah, we're doing it live, folks. <laughs> we're doing it live. This is what happens when you do it live. It's actually not as buggy as I've seen the news be lately. You know, <laughs> everything everybody's doing what we're doing, and they're they're more buggy than us. Uh, Larry, you on? I am here. Yeah. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm good. Um, we're just getting started on Bravest Warriors. Oh, okay, cool. Did you read it? I did. Yeah. Well, Joe, yeah, let me uh back to where we were. Um yeah, you introduced me to Bravest Warriors and it was a something I, I really enjoyed, the little short cartoon format. Um why don't you tell us a little bit about this book? Okay. Um this book is it's Bravest Warriors. It's a it's a two stories, one about the Bravest Warriors watching movies and there's a cupcake battle to the death and sad clowns and they solve sexism on a certain planet by blowing it up. And then the second story, they play laser tag against second graders. It's classic Brave Warrior randomness. With the, yeah, it's like your classic Brave Warrior randomness. Like it's a great introduction into the tone of what you get if you were to actually watch Bravest Warriors. In particular, uh, in the first story, they introduce all the characters and they say the name and they say like how brave they are. Like it says, uh, Danny's the bravest one, but then Wallow's the bravest one because he's not afraid to show the team how much he loves them. But then the other guy is the bravest because he's dangerous. But then Tezuka is the second bravest. But is she really the bravest? Because she admits she's the second bravest. So it's false modesty. Like, yeah, that's that's issue one of Bravest Warriors. Now, did you feel that, because, you know, about two or almost four different things happened in this book. And... It feels like four. One issue is four episodes of the cartoon. Only the four things that happened were happened a little faster than they would as they, if they were episodes of the cartoon. Did you get that feeling at all? Um, only a little. Like it's weird because some episodes are pretty straightforward, but then every once in a while you will get this like. Uh, or not every once in a while, but often enough, you do get an episode that's like just kind of all over the place. And so it's like fairly reminiscent of one of those episodes. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense too. I, um, one of the things that I, uh, one of the things that really stuck out to me was how a lot of these, you know, cartoons, uh, comic adaptations of, 
usually the art suffers a little. Like it looks too flat or too uh, the lighting's different. Like than when you actually watch it in motion. And I didn't get that sense at all with this one. Like, I thought the art actually did a real good job of, like, my imagination did a real good job of filling in that motion for me because it looks so consistent with the cartoon. Was that something you experienced? Too? You know, honestly, in general, uh, comics have been getting a lot better about that. Just that phenomenon, because I know what you're talking about, and it used to be the case that uh, the comic art style could just be like a completely different thing onto itself. Yeah. But I think I feel like lately uh, that's changed, like in general, and you see, you still see it sometimes, but I think for the most part, the industry is getting better at translating cartoons to comics. Like, even Gumball does a pretty decent job where, yes, you do need your imagination, but uh, they do a pretty decent job. And if you watch Gumball and you've seen, like, even their animation goes through, like, multiple styles yeah. and... uh yeah, like character types, and for them to like get that uh, decently onto a comic page is something in itself. So for me, it was like uh, watching this and it feeling like the cartoon was not, it was a good feeling, but it's more and more becoming the norm Fortunately, I know, um, like Gumball might be weird for me to read in, in, well, it, I would like to read Gumball compared to the cartoon because like Gumball does this weird thing where it's almost like it's a cartoon and then it has a green screen effect. Like they just put like a photograph behind them, like while they're going down the street or something or inside the house mm -hmm. and seeing that in comic form might be a little weird for me. Yeah. Um, it might be. Not that I would be against it. I just want to see how it feels to actually have that little transition, you know? Right. Larry, man, what, what, have you seen Bravest Warriors before? I have not. Uh, I've been... I know. It's one of those things you refuse to watch. Uh... Well, I feel like what what I definitely felt in reading this book was I would probably enjoy the cartoon more. Uh, and and it's one of those things where not this wasn't bad by any means. Um, uh, it, it's just one of those things where it's kind of like, um, like I could kind of tell. Like, I, I I mean, I think. We all know, like, say, for instance, just, just as an example, like, you know, I'll, I'll read Avatar, The Last Airbender, like, comic books, right? And the enjoyment of that is enhanced by the fact that I've seen the show because I know, like, when I, what I'm reading is still good, whether I had seen that show or not. 
but because I had seen the show, like I kind of, you know, you get like the voices and the pacing and you understand like how the joke would be said in your head and whatnot. Like it kind of helps with that mental picture. And I feel like I'm I, like reading this book. I felt like I was missing out because I hadn't watched the show. And so I was kind of like, I, uh, like what I'm reading is cool. And there's, there's some parts of it that I definitely find like, that I found funny. Some of it, I was just like, wow, like that's just weird, <laughs> you know, but I feel like I might have thought different about it if I had seen the show um, beforehand. So I think I, I think I will watch it. I'm the sorry. end. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped my coffee. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just like, oh, no. I'm like, I don't know if I've offended the bravest warrior gods. And I'm like, oh, sounds like sounds like he's besmirching the name of bravest warriors. You know, I was I, when I picked bravest warriors. Okay. I was a uh, I, I was I wanted to be pleasantly surprised by you. Like, oh yeah, I have seen it, but. That didn't happen. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no. I I haven't. I haven't. Um, yeah. You should you should hurry up and watch it cuz Yeah, well, listen. I like I guess I got time, right? Well, the f- <laughs> I think the first Joe, how long is the first season? Like 30 minutes? Yeah, I believe the first season is like only 30 minutes. So yeah, give or take. Yeah, I don't know why you refuse to watch it, but I mean, you know, it's better just to to. It's uh, honestly, it's a protest against the two of you. That's it. And the thing is, like, the <laughs> the thing about it is like stuff that they do there. I I don't know if Joe got this sense, but it's like if they would have just ripped off, because you know, Guardians of the Galaxy the movie didn't do what Guardians of the Galaxy comics do, you know. Right. So it's like, oh, they're just kind of trying to rip off stuff like a little bit of Firefly, a little bit of Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. And it's like if they would have just ripped off Bravest Warriors, <laughs> it would have been better. I believe that. Because at least it would have been something that, you know, I knew and I'd still be mad, but I would have probably enjoyed the movie better. Right, right. Hold on one second, fellas. I'll be right back. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Joe, when you got to the end, did did it make you want to keep reading the next issue? Um, not really. No. Like, I I like Bravest Warriors, but I'm kind of over it. Okay. Like, you know, I I've watched the entire series, and I think sometimes, like, he starts trying to do a three-line story with the Time Lords, uh, the Time Lord plot, and it's like, that is really interesting to me, but it, like, is so unfocused, like, it comes and goes and comes and goes, and I did end up watching it uh, to the current season conclusion, uh, where they get... Uh, where they meet their parents. And that was cool. But I think maybe a little less random, a little more focused might be better for me 
Because random can only get you so far for so long. Yeah. And, like, we're at, like, four or five seasons now. So even when I do watch it, it's not that I don't enjoy it. It's just I would like a little more focus. And I think part of it, too, is that when he does do the story focus stuff, it actually ends up really good. Yeah. I, and I, so it just makes you want that more. Yeah. Um, like, uh, yeah. That, that's one of the things that I was uh, kind of missing here. Uh, that little bit of seriousness, especially since they did, you know, four little mini adventures in one issue. That's like f- four episodes in a sense, four random episodes. So I would have liked to see a little more of the series or, or something that kind of connects them all through, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause that time Lord stuff, that's what really like sucked me in when I watched it originally, you know? And I'm like, I, right. need, to, I need to see who this is. You talking about Ravens Warriors right now? Yeah. Okay, cool. Why? I'm just double checking. I'm just, I was just, I was just double checking. Okay. Larry, you all right? Yeah, I'm. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I added. I added a caller. Oh, okay. Mute, mute, mute your mic, caller. Look, we can hear you. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I recognize that voice. <laughs> listen, that voice. listen. I guess. I guess I might as well. I might as well just introduce or whatnot real quick. So, in case he has bravest warrior uh, thoughts or whatnot, uh, or not introduce, but. Bring in uh, caller. Tell the people who you are, where you're calling from, and what you think of Bravest Warriors. Okay. Okay. Hi. Hey, this is Shelvon. I'm calling from Norwalk, I guess. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, okay. There it is. <laughs> Thanks, Vaughn. Okay. You should you should you should go back on mute for a second then. <laughs> okay. All right. Continue, fellas. Sorry. Uh, in chat, I put in one of the uh, couple of the covers for issue one. They do some variants, and then there's a dude named uh, Michael Ward. Oh, Malachi Ward, and he does an alternate cover for issue two. And but this dude's art is really cool. Um, but <laughs> yeah. Like looking at his own art, his Bravest Warrior cover w- was cool. I I liked it, but it made me his like little use of perspective and stuff. And I, that's the one issue I don't have <laughs> on here. <laughs> but uh, Malachi Ward's art is cool. I'm putting that in the chat right now too. And that's, okay, nice. Yeah. So uh, I like that brave. I like the last cover you put in. Where they're running. Yeah. Yeah. That's the regular cover. I like the first one that came in. Uh it's got that kind of art crumb style. Yeah. And that that's kind of how I see Pendleton Wars art a little bit right now. Like he's one of those like a more clean, polished, maybe more Japanese influenced version of like a art crumb type underground comics artist. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I could definitely see that. Yeah. 
But then this dude, Malachi Ward, is like, whoa, my face is melting from looking at this shit. <laughs> and I love that. that. It definitely feels like uh, that's the, the goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Larry, man, why don't you tell me? Oh, well, what do we give uh, Bravest Warriors number one? Uh, you know, I, I did like it, but like I said, I think I, I did, it did suffer for me not having watched the show. And so, um, you know, I, I'm, I can't hold that against the comic book itself, but I just kind of use that as context for my rating. It's like, I, I, I'd give it probably like a three, three and a half. How about you, Joe? I'd give it a solid three. Like, if you're new to Bravest Warriors, I think it's a fair, uh, fairly good introduction. Um, and, yeah, if you're someone like me that's kind of over Bravest Warriors, it's still an entertaining read. Oh, why are so, you over it? I for, I, I'm sorry, I missed that. Why are you over it? Um, well, it's kind of random. Like, I've watched the whole series, and... The randomness kind of, like, yeah, like, I get tired of the randomness, and then when he does focus stories, they're so good that that kind of also gives me a little distaste for the randomness. Got it. I think I feel like you mentioned that to me before. Yeah. Even though, like, one of my favorite episodes is, like, a random... And this was what gets me because I fucking hate cat bug, but it's a random cat bug story where he's uh, trying to find out who stole his cupcakes. And it's just really funny and random. But at the same time, I think I'm kind of over Bravest Warriors. I'm ready for the next Pendleton Ward thing. Which is out like next week, right? I believe so. Is that the whatchamacallit thing? The um, adult cartoon thing? Yeah. Yeah, mid gospel. Yeah. Yeah, that looks does look interesting. I want to see that too. <laughs> so, when would you rate it, Mo? Is LOL Catbug and his cupcakes. <laughs> yeah, I actually I didn't miss Catbug in this. So, yeah, I would give it, like, a three and a half as well. Um, like I said at the beginning, like, I felt that it was about four or five adventures that didn't really, like, if if they would have done two adventures in this and given me, you know, a little more, because, you know, there's a fair amount of action and even just banter during the action is cool with them, you know? Um, it'll, I, I would have enjoyed it better. And it kind of brings me to Joe's camp where it's like less random with a little bit, with a little more seriousness with a little bit of random is better, which is kind of what, um, final spaces. Right. And that like just like works so well. Space. Yeah. That's a great blend. Of random humor and but it, it's still like 
story focused throughout and then they get some like random humor here and there and like yeah like yeah final space is a great blend a great mix of random and story yeah even when you look at the art style and everything it is like the the art style is a mix of the random style cartoons with the more serious ones i don't know if you noticed that yeah but yeah final space is something we got to talk about too once i finally catch up okay i should rewatch that now that i've got all this time yeah and larry should watch it for the first time okay. larry's got a lot to watch it's like Dude. he needs to watch final space you need to watch at least the first season of bravest warriors and midsummer Owl House. I I watched Owl House. Not all of it, but <clears throat> didn't we talk what? about Owl House? Yeah. Yeah, but you need to watch it. Oh, okay. You can't. Sorry, Sorry my bad. He's got to watch Hereditary. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff yeah. Larry's got to watch. I know. I thought about Larry when I read Bravest Warriors, where he's like. This will scare you so much, you'll poop out a baby. <laughs> I did see that. That was funny. <laughs> but yeah, so what is it, like three out of five across the board? Yeah, pretty much. 3.35? Is that what it is? 3.32? Three, three, 3. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, yeah, Larry, man, why don't you tell us... We, about this Firefly book, man. Cool, cool. Uh, Vaughn, feel free to join in too if you, you know, I got to know Vaughn is actually a, a Firefly fan. Fur, 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 fur. A Firefly <laughs> fan. Man, that's hard to say. I didn't realize. It's like I didn't even have any whiskey this morning. No. <laughs> that's why. Uh, it fucked up. That's what, exactly. Exactly. I need, I need my diction to be lubricated. Whoa, that came out wrong. <laughs> guess what's okay. getting Whoa. Yeah. Guess what's getting Whoa. added to the soundboard. <laughs> the family show. <laughs> Minute thirty so, second thirty six. <laughs> so um yeah, Firefly Bad Company. Um so this is a like a like a oversized one shot that gives us a bit of a background for a character that was in the Firefly TV show. Uh, the character generally known as Saffron. Uh, she has a few different aliases, but uh, if you all happen to remember Firefly, which you know I know not everyone does, but for those that do, um, the first episode we see Saffron in is... An episode where uh, the lead character, uh, Mal, uh, Malcolm Reynolds, which is the captain of the ship, uh, inadvertently gets married to a a young lady that he meets like randomly at a at a party on a planet, um, and the the young lady is played by Christina Hendricks, and uh, it it basically is. 
like the way the episode goes, which you know, I, spo- spoiler alert, I guess for what is how long has it been since Firefly's been on TV? Like a, almost years? A, a decade and a half. Yeah, yeah, something crazy like that, right? But um, you know, she she comes onto the ship and and he doesn't even realize that she was there because he doesn't. He, the, they did like a ceremony that he didn't realize was a marriage ceremony. And so she comes on the ship and uh, wants to be his wife. Of course, he wasn't trying to get married and didn't realize. And, you know, though he thinks that she's cool and sweet, you know, he's not trying to live that lifestyle. And uh, so she is trying to convince him to, like, you know, let her be his wife. Um, However, at a certain point in the episode, it turns out that she actually was just kind of playing him and the crew because she act what she actually was doing is infiltrating the ship so that she can deliver the crew to a bunch of space pirates like for for a bounty um and so she she actually is a reoccurring character and is basically like one of these people that's the bane of the entire crew because not only did she take advantage of them and play with their emotions but she kind of got the better of them um in in a way that they weren't used to and so um yeah she I, I think she was in two episodes if i'm not mistaken uh but given the fact that firefly is basically what like six episodes. 12 episodes in oh. a movie or something like that right yeah yeah some, something like that it's like you know for for a character that's not a part of the main cast that's actually a lot of appearances so <laughs> so um, this book, uh, Bad Company, is actually like an origin story for Saffron and giving you a little bit of background about like who she is and where she came from, why she might be like the way that she is in the show, and um, even gives you just like a, a small glimpse of where she might be at like after the events of, um, of the Firefly TV show. So... Uh, it, Personally, I enjoyed it just because I'm, I'm a fan of Firefly. And, you know, I, I honestly picked I picked this book. Um, I don't want to say at random because I, I, I've been reading Firefly comic books, but I knew that there were some that I hadn't gotten to yet. And this was one of them. I wasn't certain what it was going to be about. And so I, I literally didn't even see the cover. I picked I just picked it the title by title thinking like, OK, that sounds interesting. And when I realized that it was a, a origin story about Saffron, I, th- I found that pretty interesting just because I wasn't expecting it. And, I, you know, I'm just like, oh, like, I, I didn't realize that they were making, like, one-shots and spinoff books about characters that weren't part of the crew. And so, yeah, this was this was a cool read for me. The I liked the art. I feel I feel like the book did a pretty decent job of capturing the essence of that character um from from the tv show uh the the actual origin itself, i found like uh, pretty compelling like it kind of fills in some a little bit of holes in in well i won't say holes but it definitely fits the motivations behind the character that you see in the show just because you know one of the things one of the things that um, 
the character was kind of like known for is that, you know, part of what she did, she definitely did it for money, but the money wasn't the main motivation. And it was just kind of like, okay, like she never, but you, you never really get like, okay, like spelt out like what her main motivation is. And this book, I don't feel like spells it out for you either, but it kind of gives you like looking at her background, it kind of gives you more insight into like, well, why wouldn't she be motivated by money to do these kinds of things? Like, what is she motivated by? And I feel like this kind of alludes to some of the things that she potentially may be motivated by. So, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. The art was solid. The, the story was good. Um, and I felt like there was a lot of care taken into actually, like, uh, in, into crafting a story for this particular character and making sure that it stayed true to what, what little we do know about her. Um, even to the point where in the, um, in the, um, the, the page, the, uh, the page where you where it credits all the creators like that, that, um, page has like different, quotes and things on it and it's literally quotes from the episodes that she was in and I was like oh that's that's pretty cool like you know it's like it's it yeah it's like quotes from from like the no, kind of notable standout quotes from that episode so I'm like oh that's that's very cool so uh did anybody else get to read it yeah I read it what do you think Mo? So here's the thing, man. I don't watch. Yeah. I, I I watched five episodes of Firefly. No, yeah. I think four. And on the fifth one, yeah. every every time I try to watch it, on the fifth one, I fall asleep. <laughs> I don't. It's know so why. weird because I would think that a space western thing would be something that'd be right up your alley. Yeah, but that one, and that's the weird one because that that's like the dinner party one, <clears throat> and. It, for some reason, that dinner party one always puts me to sleep. I guess because it's like it's still space western, even the way they have the party, the style yeah. of party is kind of like you know the higher class and the western people, the cowboys, you know, kind of yeah. infiltrating that uh, that that place is very um very you know not not really a western all the way, but Back to the Future three, <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like, but for some reason, that one always puts me to sleep. And then when I was reading this, I'm like, man, what does Greg Pak know about Firefly? You know, uh-huh. like I'm, then I started thinking, like, how how much how much does do they ask Joss Whedon what he thinks beforehand? Like I started having that right. that like but I was reading it and then I'm like, man, I don't think I've ever seen this character on the TV. Is it in the, a character on the TV? Then I'm thinking maybe it's this character. But no. Right. And then, you know, because I haven't watched it. So I'm like. Wow, now I'm gonna I'm like maybe I now that I have time I should go back and try to watch it. Yeah. And I uh, think I think yeah. I, I mean if anything I'll just skip that fifth episode, start from the sixth and then go back <laughs> for the fifth. Just just to make sure I don't fall asleep. Cuz I mean it'll, it'll be just like when it aired on TV where they aired all out of order. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe if I watched it out of order I probably will stay up. Yeah. But um <laughs> But yeah, because even the whole like, because they do it's space western to the point that they have like, you know, 
the 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 Confederate and Union like the ex Confederate or ex Union soldier like mm-hmm. being the 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 bounty hunter or or pirate or you know like traversing the the desert of space, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, so I, I definitely um, but yeah, and then you know. I didn't know it was Christina Hendricks that played her at all because I'd never seen her on the TV show. And I'm like, oh, now I have to watch that because, like, her playing that character, like, if somebody, if it wasn't a show and I see this comic and they're like, oh, they're making a movie about this comic and they're casting Christina Hendricks, I'm like, oh, I'm in. Because I can see her playing that, like, really well. Oh, dude, she's spectacular. Yeah, so... And it was before and I, like, that was, I felt that way before I knew who who she was because yeah. you know when I watched when I watched Firefly I that was long before Mad Men. Oh yeah, yeah. So I definitely am gonna want to check it out now because I'm I'm watching a series with her in it and she's like the only. No, I mean she's not the only good part, but it definitely like that character succeeding is why I'm. I'm trying to stick with it, even though the show's gotten a little lackluster. What, what show? Uh, I talked about it last week. Good Girls. Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, but yeah, and then so over, and I'm like, man, how long is this comic that Larry? Did you give me a whole trade paperback? Like, but but I didn't know it was a, a one shot of characters that weren't main characters of the show. So usually those are a little longer. It's, yeah, yeah. Like I didn't f- know forty eight. I thought page it was gonna be an issue. Well, but I, it was pages, forty something pages. Yeah, forty eight. So, um, but yeah, it worked out at that that format for it worked out too because it gave me the whole like okay, it's an origin story of this character, and I'm watching the character grow, and then I'm like, after a while, it's like, well, the comic should have resolved already, and <laughs> and it said full, like you know, the file said full, so I'm like, okay, yeah. so is it a trade paperback? But then it's like. Right. So then, then it, it has the ending that it has, and it's like, oh. So I really enjoyed it, and then this is the probably the the single the comic that single handedly got me to to go back and try to rewatch Firefly to com- completion. Even though this character is not, <laughs> not a huge part of it, but it's like I want to see how right. it played out because I know, like when they mentioned, you know. Malcolm, I'm like, oh, I know who that is. And I'm like, he had a yeah. wife? I'm like, I didn't know he had a wife. So it might be even before the show, but I'm like, maybe it comes up. So I got to check. I would like to check that out. And then now that how you explained it, for once you explained something right, I'm like, man, <laughs> I'm in. For what time? For the title for of this episode time. is it Larry Explains It Right Finally. Listen, Oz, Oz is going to definitely listen to that one. He's going to be like, no, he didn't. Because he's such a hater. <laughs> he's going to be like, let me tell you why you still didn't explain it right. It's like, thanks. No. I would say as someone that hasn't even watched four episodes of Firefly, like, I've watched no Firefly. What? How can you not have watched Firefly, Jay? It was never on when I was around. Like, it came out when I was, like, in 2000-something, right? Yeah, you were in, 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 a, in the boat. Yeah, that wasn't on the boat. Well, actually, I'm sorry. He was on the boat when when. He, let's put it like this: he was on the boat when it came out. Yeah, 
But, you know, but like literally it's like the whole season didn't air on on it was on Fox, if I'm not mistaken. I think they only yeah. aired like three or four episodes before they canceled it, even though they were like all made. So like the first time a lot of people were seeing all of it was when it came out, when it released on like, you know, home video or DVD or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? On DVD, it really got big because they even had to make a movie because right. people still wanted And that's what I'm saying. Jay, Jay, did you see that movie? No, I didn't get around to seeing it. That's fair. But yeah, I mean, as someone that has no Firefly knowledge, like, I don't know who Mal is. Um, they actually don't define all these terms like brown coats and yeah, forgot what the other thing was. Purple bellies. And I like, don't actually define them. That's true. Just kinda expect you to know what it is. Right. And uh, they do mention that one planet where everyone died. Like, that was kind of cool. But, uh, yeah, I I don't know. It, the story seemed, I won't say, I will say standard. You know, yeah. you're down on your luck, kid. Your dad dies. You start grifting to get by. It was like, We've seen that story before, and I think it would mean more if I had like some investment, yeah. which I don't. Um, although I will say one of the things I really did like about this book was the artwork. Yeah, the art was really good. Yeah. So you've got a book with good art and an average story in a world I have no invested interest in. So, yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> I should mention real quick that the it was a uh, uh, this book was actually written by um, Josh Lee Gordon and the um, the art was done by uh, Francesco Mortarino. So, oh, yeah. That, why I kept thinking about Greg Pak. Greg Pak did write. Um, oh, that's yeah. He wrote books the too. No, but he also wrote the preview of Ronan Island in the back. Oh, gotcha. And I'm used to. Um, I'm used to. Like, you know, image when they do something like that's a preview, a lot of times mm -hmm. it's something that the <clears throat> either the artist worked on or the writer worked on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And uh that's why I thought Greg Pack. But yeah. um Okay. I'm sorry, Greg Pack. <laughs> um, uh and well, then I'm even well, more sorry, Josh Lee Gordon. <laughs> Say what? I'm even more sorry for Josh Lee Gordon. Yeah, man, you're trying to pass off his. Yeah, uh, I pulled the burr on him. Pass off his work to Greg Pack. He's like, Greg Pack couldn't sharpen my my pen. I pulled the burr on him and, and gave somebody else the credit. He's <laughs> like, why are we sharpening pens? Uh, Vaughn, I know you didn't get the chance to read this book, but mm -hmm. based on 
what I know you're a big Firefly fan. There you go. A big Firefly fan. Jesus, I need. Where's my whiskey? Now, now I don't know why. What what title to put? Now, now you don't know what you gonna. Is it gonna be fur Yeah, it's gonna be fur 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 fur. Um. Yeah, and I know that you know. Generally speaking, Von, you actually have, like, you usually remember stuff pretty decently. Do you remember this character? You know who I'm talking about? Uh, off the top of my head, no, because it's been a while since I've watched uh, Firefly. That's fair. That's fair. No, I mean, it, it's one of those things where it's kind of like, like, and the other part with Firefly, too, is that, you know, Firefly doesn't have, like, a really, really strong through narrative. It has a lot of great stories that get told in that universe, but it's not like, you know, it's not like some shows where you're like, okay, season one was about this, and now we're going to make season two about that, you know? It's like, the first season of Firefly is really just kind of the adventures of, oh, well, I guess that crew coming together and the, the adventures that they have, so it's kind of like more of a general thing. But, but yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely like, I I think that if you, if you, especially like if you were like looking for stuff to watch and you watched Firefly again and saw this character, it, you might, even you might go back and be like, you know what, let me read that book (laughs) because it's good. It's good stuff. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, Jay, what would you rate Firefly Bad Company? Um, I would rate it a three. I think a solid three. That's fair. What about you, Mo? I would give it like a 4.5. Because even the cover, I was like, man, when I first saw it, like, okay, this cover looks cool. It's a nice painted cover, you know? Yeah. But then once you explained that it was Christina Hendricks that played the character, it's like, oh, yeah, covers a five. You know? Yeah, um, no, you can definitely see it once you know. <laughs> yeah. The only mm-hmm. thing yeah, uh the only thing I uh Yeah, I guess that the only reason it loses point five points on my end is because um because I didn't know about stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, right. I knock it down, um, but only yeah. like there's very few things I didn't like. As soon as they said Mal, I'm like, okay, I remember that's that dude's name. All right, so I know yeah. exactly. Like just from my, that's only because of my memory, you know. Right. Um, luckily that that gave helped this book a lot more, and I'm uh, like, yeah, this this book now. Now I'm a Firefly fan, I guess. Cause I gotta go back, and I want to read like when you said they're doing books for other characters that weren't in that were in it, but not main cast. I'm like, oh man, I gotta, I'm gonna read those too. Yeah, so. yeah, no, you can. You there's there's definitely additional Firefly. Oh if yeah, you want it? Like, no, I definitely. After... Yeah, like because Burr and Chat, he goes. It's kind of weird they did a comic this long after the show. To be honest, but really, they it's not like they didn't wait that long. Like no, I think there was a, a period of time where they couldn't do anything else uh, after Serenity, mm-hmm. and I think it might have been like four years. And then as soon as that time was up, 
they gave you a, I don't know if they gave you an extra season in comics, but they gave you a bunch of backstory and a bunch of side yeah. story and yeah. Ever since then, no, they would they would basically do like a mini series, like maybe like every uh, like they they would basically come out with like a six issue mini series and then maybe take like a couple months off and they come up with another one. I mean, there there's after that moratorium, they they've been coming out with Firefly content relatively consistently. Yeah. You know, it's definitely not a monthly thing and it's better that way because it's like, you know, let's tell the stories when we have them to tell. And, uh, you know, a, a, a lot of them have been um, supervised by Joss. Yeah. And so, you know, so like it, it all has the feel to it. And so, yeah, like this this story right here, I think I give it a four. And I, I think for the same reason where, you know, I was like, oh, well, you know, if this is somebody's first Firefly, like, introduction, like it was for Jay. Yeah. It's like you really should have, like, at least some explanation of what those things are somewhere. Yeah. So that, you know, people can have proper context. I, being a fan, I, like, I knew what everything was. Um, but it's like for somebody that may not be, it's like, you know, that that's a, a big hit because there are people... And, and I'm not even saying it would have made much of a difference for Jay, because Lord knows, like, if he had known who Mal was or the brown coats, yeah. I don't even know that it necessarily elevates the story that much. <laughs> um, but it definitely detracts from it. So... Uh, Very chat says, "Yeah, I'm not sure how much I remember about Firefly at this point. Who are all those people talking in the background? Where's the social distance? I was gonna say the same thing. I'm like, we're supposed to be in quarantine. Who's at the fucking laundromat? <laughs> but I oh, I, oh, is that not at your house, Mo? No. No. <laughs> Vaughn, Vaughn, who's wow. who's having a, a slap fight at your doorstep? Oh no! It's the uh, it's my uh, house housemates. <laughs> oh, they're standing right next to my door. <laughs> oh, well, dude, you don't look. You what you got? You don't you you got uh, friends to hang out with? Y'all can party, huh? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's just it's family. <laughs> it, you know, like uh, imagine your family standing outside the door to your apartment, <laughs> just having a conversation. <laughs> Standing <laughs> <laughs> right next to the door. Oh, it's funny, man. All it, right, what are we talking about next? Well, I we wanted to get uh oh no um well I wanted to talk to Vaughn a little because it's been so long yeah. since we've hung out, and mm-hmm. I actually wanted to take him out to dinner for his birthday, but you know Corona. So word. Happy yeah. um, belated. Yeah, just. It was, it was last, last last Friday, last Thursday. Thursday. Thursday, yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's been a long time, man. There's a lot. I I haven't gotten Vaughn's take on a lot of this Corona, Trump's illiteracy. <laughs> like I could picture Vaughn like turning off the TV spontaneously like every thirty minutes now. Oh, yeah. Dude. Uh, because of what I do, I'm kind of corona out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, and that's kind of where I was coming from too. Cause from well, la- from the last we talked, your your job kind of puts you at risk a little bit, right? Uh, a little bit. It's not, I don't work in a hospital, so it's not that big of an issue for me. Okay. But 
if the potential is there is because we have a uh, subacute wing. Okay. So therefore, if the if the hospital that's nearby gets a little too uh, full, they could uh, bring somebody to our location. So, now, yeah. but did they give you uh, any like special training or protocols now, like from from the top down? No, they just basically it's uh, federal type stuff. So uh, it's just like the stuff that you kind of hear. Okay. It's, you know, I basically what I do means I wash my hands way more than most people do, like a lot. So that, yeah, that doesn't change too much for me. You know, the whole washing your hands thing. But so you know, gotta wear a mask at work. Yeah, that kind of deal. And see, that's one of my biggest gripes. And I, you know, I since we've been doing these shows under quarantine uh, for the last going on three weeks now, the the essential people, essential workers, are not being uh, uh, properly trained in the uh, prevention of injury, infection, and disease, which is. Like, you know, in your case, it's a little different because it, you work in that environment year round, mm-hmm. no matter what's going on. But, for example, the people at, you know, Ralph's or Whole Foods or In-N-Out or Hercules Burgers down the street, like, they're not trained in preventing infection, you know, injury and disease. And that's one of the things that, if for me as a barber, like, I'm licensed by the state to prevent infections, uh injury and disease and it, it's kind of like they're being exposed and they're they're like a human shield in a sense but it's a shield with a bunch of holes in it because they're just they're just going to be spreading it and in, in any other time it would be just a osha violation like they would they, they would be shut down you know mm-hmm. and it's not like this this whole like me i i would have chosen if if Ideally, I would have chosen to keep working, and mm-hmm. I would if I had to isolate myself, I'd isolate myself at work, <laughs> and just you know. But it's not really isolation if people are coming in, and then you know, a little further down the line, I, I understood. I'm like, you know what? I can't as the responsibility of this and, and falls on each individual, and I can't really like do that. I can't be the guy that's just passing it along like hot potato, you know. Yeah. So that's the thing what... about this is they don't know like a, a lot. So this is all <clears throat> anybody who act like anybody had a handle on this is basically lying because nobody did. Yeah, that's why you look. It's like what's going on in Europe is like a lot of dumb stuff was kind of happening because they was more worried about their perception. Mm-hmm. About how they look, then actually do anything, dude. They still had freaking Mardi Gras in February. Yeah, so that's yeah. part of the problem why it's so bad in Louisiana is because they had a giant party where all these people were all on top of each other. Well, yeah, and you know they're spreading stuff without a pandemic. They're spreading all sorts of stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and then like, like you're jumping, in, you're like, jumping into a herpes back, pool. <laughs> Oh yeah, but if you go back and you look at like how people were reacting to this stuff, and that's why I get annoyed at the uh, the TV a lot is because every like all these politicians are trying to point the finger. I'm like, dude, all y'all, 
from Nancy Pelosi telling going down to Chinatown and telling everybody they're like we're working on this, but uh, come on down to Chinatown and uh, hang out. And the, the somebody in uh, New York was saying the same thing about uh, Chinese New Year that everybody should get together, go out because they were worried about the economic impact, which rightly you should. But uh, they was telling people, oh, go go uh, go to your favorite restaurant and do all this other stuff. And in hindsight, like, wow, you no, I shouldn't have did that. So, so like, anyone we, we like, had the we had the LA Marathon right at the beginning of March. Yeah, right. So, yeah. So all these people who are standing up there and acting like, oh no, I knew, and I'm like, no, you didn't. Ain't no nobody knew anything. Uh, everybody <laughs> was saying the same stuff. They just what in the middle of March. All these countries in uh, Europe closed their borders like in the middle of March. <laughs> like, come on. Uh, everyone is basing what they were doing on what uh, China was saying, and China was essentially lying about what was going on. Just like, yeah, no, everything's fine, but at the same time, they're spraying everybody with disinfectant and locking people <laughs> in their houses, but everything's fine. <laughs> it's like, get out of here, man. <laughs> So it's just, yeah, some of the stuff that they're doing now that the the government legally cannot do is like they cannot make you stay at home. Legally, they can't. They can like arrest you for other stuff, you know, and they'll make up something just to justify. But they can't actually make you stay home. Yeah, I know. In my they case, would like you to. for work, they're uh, for work. It was more of a they give you a a misdemeanor citation. Because right. they they don't lock you up for misdemeanors anymore, thanks to legal marijuana. <laughs> yeah, so it, it the, yeah I would have gotten a citation, which I don't know where I when I would have gotten to go to court, because <laughs> that was all up in the air at the time. And then it could have been worse further down the line. So I I just chose not to risk it and mm-hmm. fuck it. Yeah, watch Firefly. Yeah, did you see the paddle boat dude? Yeah. Guy, he, he no, the who's the nowhere. paddle boat dude? There was a guy in. The, right, he's pat. He's out pat on a paddle thing. He's just minding his own business out in the middle of the, uh, like by the pier or something. Uh, so he's gone. Someone snitched on him. Next thing you know, there's like a uh, there's a life like a one boat comes, then another boat comes. Yeah, a high speed chase so on the water. Surrounding him with two boats. They finally get him on the on the on the beach. All these cops are around him. So like, so this dude was six feet. There was nobody near him. He was perfectly uh, safe. So now you got cops on the boat exposed, cops on the other boat exposed, cops on the beach. It's like, was this really <laughs> necessary? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it, it's interesting how that works. Like you know, but but you know, some different people feel different ways about it. But I I do feel like you know, um, you know, uh, Cuomo kind of said it best where it's like you know it's not really about a list of what you can and can't be doing as much as how you're doing what you're doing and it's like if you're doing something and you can social distance and be safe then you can do it and if you can't social distance and be safe then you can't do it like the stuff that's going on in new york is uh, Cuomo was told a while back that they did not have enough ventil- uh, ventilators because like they had like two thousand someone they had like a study or something and they said that you need at least 18,000 based on the population you have. And he didn't do anything about it. Uh, those M95 masks that they were using for uh, 
they never replaced them. So they use them all in their uh, storage, and they never uh, replaced any of them. So it's like now you yelling and screaming, and it just reminded me of New Orleans for Katrina. Is you you were given money to do certain things and you use it on other stuff. And so when something happens, it's like you're running around blaming everybody but yourself for not doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing. And it's like, no matter how many times this kind of stuff happens, it's like the, our government never learns anything. Really I, I, I can hear that. I, I can hear that. Like, we definitely, like, well, hopefully this will teach us. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I don't want to say the government hasn't learned anything because I think that, you know, I mean, obviously the last administration had certain things in place that, you know, they're like, this is a something that can really happen and mess us up. And so it'd be better if we, you know, have people that understand things like pandemics and it can be more prepared for it. And, you know, unfortunately, like those those things in place were dissolved. Because well, I don't keep know. in mind the the M ninety five masks that's on their watch. They didn't replace them, so everybody asked Biden about that, and he's like, "Oh, uh. so like, I mean, I don't, I don't trust no government." Period. It, it's one who. of those things, though, where I mean, te- technically speaking, though, right? It's like that stuff has to be allocated, right? So yeah. it's like it 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 you need Congress to be like, yeah, you can spend the money to get those. Yeah, and just like if I, like uh, it's hard for me to to blame to blame uh, the Obama administration because especially when they decided to put a pandemic unit in place because you have a group of people that are there to tell you what you need in order to make it through, and then at that point it's like you know so they put the they put the group of people in place to be like here's what we need. Now, if you go to the people and be like, here's what we need, and they're like, well, we don't know if you need that, really, then it's kind of like, okay, I don't, it's hard for me to blame Biden and, and President Obama when they weren't the ones that had the purse string. Now, if well, they didn't ask it. for them, it's different. Like, if they didn't ask for them at all, then, hey, that's a whole different thing. Well, I but look I at think it they like, asked for them. Well, I kind of look at it like, you know, everyone... It doesn't really matter like now <laughs> about like what things. So it's not necessarily a blame thing. It's just it, you just start to see kind of like patterns of just how government seems to work. It's they never think about the potential of what could happen. It's always the immediate need but with no thought based yeah. on uh, the future. Because you know, like the uh, like the climate know, crisis. Uh, eh, I don't oh. Know. No, not like the climate crisis. <laughs> no, it's like, that, I, I don't even want to, like, I got into it's like, this. like, is that 5G? <laughs> the no, I got, in, no I got into this whole thing with this guy uh, online about, you know, he said, like, the, the, uh, the, nobody's doing enough stuff for, like, for this. I'm like, dude, this, you kind of want something, like, that's not there yet in terms of, like uh, the technology is just not. It's just like I know Tesla's making a truck, but we use and the way I go to work at, I go on the seven ten. 
I'm driving past trucks all day, and especially now, it's just nothing but me and a couple of other cars yeah. and lots of trucks. And the and trucks, the trucks itself caused the jam. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's like they, they, they're like Tesla is working on a truck, electric truck, but then you're trying to tell someone who's in the trucking business who has like a hundred trucks, who had maintenance for a hundred trucks, who has all these, all this other stuff that he's supposed to to stop using those. Buy all new infrastructure and all new everything else, and do it tomorrow. Like, no, that's not how it works. It's like he can buy an electric vehicle, electric vehicle, electric whatever, and then have a uh, because then you got to get rid of the gas thing and put in charging stations and put in this and put in that and put. It's like it completely rebuilt infrastructure, and it's like not a lot of businesses can afford to do stuff like that. Because as you see, all these businesses have been closed for two and a half weeks, and you you're hearing about industry leading businesses may not come back from this. Right. It's but like then at at that point, Bondo, aren't we just talking about like money over like people? Yeah, but a lot of companies don't have that much money. To to that's a big thing to to restructure no, I mean... your entire business is a big thing. <laughs> No, I mean I, I understand what you're saying. I'm not I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm just saying that one is like you know, the fate of the planet we live on. And the other is is a company's bottom line. Like what is it's not necessarily just the bottom line. It's, all right. So say you you got a, a a shipping business, all right? So you have a, a warehouse and you have a truck depot and you have all that other stuff. All everything is built for your gas, your diesel powered trucks. In order for you to maybe switch, you'd have to have enough money to either, because you cannot shut anything down because you don't have that much extra money besides like in your profits to do this. You'd have to build an entirely new thing that fits into the uh, your how everything you have is structured. And now, if you're lucky, you got enough room to be able to do something like that, and then you can slowly build it up and switch over. But a lot of people don't. So there's like no there's no room for you to build anything. You don't have any money to for you to build like to buy a new $300,000 truck and then all the stuff you need in order to power the, that truck and do all this other stuff and you just don't have the money. Period. Yeah, it's but like, I mean you, it, I, I like one of the rule first rules of business and and you know, I have a little bit of experience in this is ultimately the customer is the one that pays. Like, you could do whatever the fuck you want to your shop as long as the customer is willing to pay. And ultimately, like, the people that can't adapt will just fall off like flies. And the few that stay will make, lead the change. Yeah. And usually that stuff takes place over an um, amount of time. Yeah. You know? but, but, you know, it, they don't have that time like it has to be amended like think about it like um like seatbelts like yeah. how long did it take for seat for, for the government to say hey you got to start putting seatbelts you know it took yeah. i mean it took about what like seven decades after the car was invented but in the oh, meantime yeah. people people were dying and getting hurt and then cars kept getting faster and heavier it, it turns into a... Like, a, cars were getting faster and heavier, faster than the amount of time it took them to put a seatbelt in. I think for that, it was it, it got to the point where the, the lawsuits for you not doing this 
worth more than you could your potential profit. Yeah, right. You know? But that, but the, <laughs> thing is, the thing is, it's getting like that with, uh, well, for climate change, for one, it's getting like that because you're starting to see harder storms. Uh, you're starting to see higher volcanic activity. Uh, you're starting to see, you know, viruses that are transferring from animals to human faster because the animals are dying off. So the, vi- the virus just wants to live and consume, you know? Like, that's what it's designed to do. When there's less of animals there, it's jumping to humans. We're starting to see it now. Like, this this is just the beginning. <laughs> it's only going to get worse. Right, so... And so you gotta, you gotta, you gotta act fast. Well, like my thinking is, uh, cause I remember watching this thing with like on Joe Rogan, he had a, uh, like a climatologist, like archeologist, I, f- I forgot exactly what the dude does, but he studied like, uh, climate over the, 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 the years. And he was saying how basically we are exiting the Goldilocks, uh, period for climate and if you look at the uh, history of like mankind where we had uh growth in terms of uh the amount of people on earth and the industries and all that stuff took place in those in that those specific time periods so uh we're like exiting that so and what he meant was is that like with the the temperature differences and how strong everything is are only varied a little bit per year per year and then uh we're going into this time where it's gonna like swing wild it's, right you know the pendulum it's it's, it's 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 more hot this year and then more cold next year and then it's going back and forth and back and forth and he's saying yeah it was basically we're exiting that so i don't necessarily i'm not disputing that the change in climate because yeah. dude la now is vastly different than it was when i was here in the 80s oh yeah the climate is, is not even the same no it's like that, that's that's why you go on these houses it's cold outside, it's cold inside, because the house was not designed for 30-degree temperatures. It just it wasn't. So I'm like, so that's when I, like, I'm, I waffle on uh, what we can do about it, because a lot of this is just, it's just what happens. Like, uh, the, the ice, uh, like, the ice pack or whatever went, goes away, then it goes all the way down to the middle of, like, where America was, and then it, all the things go all the way back up and all the way back down back up how much we have any effect on i really don't know so like i is so i kind of understand some people's um not denial of this but you know their reluctance to to totally transform their entire business thing on on just on the whims of of a well and the thing is um... what they think the business people, you know, like you, any business you run, any business you consult for, uh, you go, you, you do what, what we call like a, a day in year where it's like, where were we at this day last year? Is there been growth or week or month? You know, you do these these things. But ultimately, the business, you, they don't think of businesses. There's always like, oh, it's about growth. It's about growth. But it's not about adapt you know businesses need to adapt period just like there mm-hmm. it's almost like its own life form and if the environment and i'm not talking about climate change when i say environment i'm talking about everything around the business doesn't mm-hmm. adapt it's not going to survive because ultimately when you put profit over people 
like your people give you the profit, you know? Yeah, you get screwed in the end. Exactly. So it, it's one of those things like all the shit you're talking about, the trucking, anything they would have to change or anything is a tax write-off. Let's cut the shit, you know? Like you, mm-hmm. you, you report a loss at the end of the, All you got to do is make your um, – it's just be able to play, pay your employees and just outlast. Just like survival of the fittest. Same law applies to business as the same as to <laughs> nature. You just have to outlast. And and that's that's really it. Like I, I knew a guy, uh he had a, a chandelier store. Uh in Beverly Hills. There was like five, six other chandelier stores. He was like the mediocre one. He got there in like the sixties, <laughs> you know? And he his rent was high because it's Beverly Hills. And there was like yeah. on every corner, little by little one corner turned into the Miller's Outpost. The other one turned into Starbucks. The other one went from Radio Shack to Sprint to Verizon to AT&T. Uh, <laughs> and the, the guy next door turned into a sandwich shop. And, and dude, This dude is 60 years old, only has to sell one, because he's been there so long, only has to sell one chandelier a year to make a profit. You know, but he he managed to pay the rent. He managed to outsell them the for the month that he needed to cover his year rent, and that's it. Kept his inventory stocked, kept the uh, uh, top of the trends, outlasted. This dude's still there. He's like eighty years old. Got no competition. That's wild. And only has to sell one chandelier a, a year. Part of the reason that I, I, I kind of want to talk to you guys is I've been like seeing all this stuff with the comic books, like from Diamond to all these comic book shops closing and all that stuff. And yeah, well, like from what you're talking about, is is failure to adapt. Like I didn't a little uh, like basically Diamond was uh, Diamond just told DC and the rest of them the, the, the people that they owe money to that they're gonna pay them a little bit uh, every week. From the next to like August or something like that. Yeah. So, so when all this is over with, they may have nobody to, to distribute comics to the comic book shops, which will cause more of them to close. And it's like what yeah. I've seen. Like you guys heard of the comics gate dudes, right? Yeah. And like what they're doing is kind of what comics is probably may turn into, where it's just like they don't make monthly books. I, I don't think. I think they do like just graphic novels, and he's like, I think the one I was uh, checking out was Ethan Van Skyver. He said he just basically sells two, two, two of these a year, and he's straight. Yeah, he keeps his overhead so low. Like, I, hmm? he keeps his overhead low. Yeah, and he and um, so I'm just like, I don't know. What do you think about all this stuff? Especially like the stuff that Marvel's putting out, it's like I don't think that you're gonna be able to do that after all this is over with, because you need to make money. Yeah. Period. I, I think so, everybody so should. Everybody should have embraced what? digital earlier on, and kind of had that as a backup. It's like my only my only issue with digital is paying money for uh, stuff that I don't actually own. Yeah. But I mean, streaming services. You don't mind doing the streaming services. You don't mind doing it for, you know, for other things. Like you don't mind paying rent for your house. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
for the whole Listen, time. Look, the, when you say it like that, though, it's like it really, it, you really should. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you do, but nobody does. But all, there's also liability. Like, if you buy your physical comics, okay? Oh, I have this comic. I, I'm, I paid for this physical thing. All of a sudden, you're over here doing a podcast and you drop your coffee, your comic's ruined. That's it. Hey, Money well, down that, the drain. That that happens. <laughs> yeah, I know it happens. It's happened. It happened to me at the beginning of the show. Um, <laughs> like <laughs> it's like bye oh, bye it's... bye bye Captain America the end. Um, but oh. but you know it, it, that's it. It's my money. But you know I bought the digital copy too. So <laughs> guess what? <laughs> I still have it. <laughs> uh, uh, is it... R- real quick, folks. We we got another caller. Caller, tell the people who you are, where you're calling from, and and what you think about what we're talking about. Uh, hi, this is uh, Derek H. Calling from uh, Lindale, over from the Windale in my Wendell. house. Um, uh, I'm I'm happy you guys got a uh, Donald Trump to call in to explain <laughs> his views uh, on um on on on. Society really, and how society yeah. should work. Uh, really, dude. <laughs> the look, look. Oh lord. Look, if if if, comp- if the well-being of companies is the utmost importance to you, I understand. Look, I, I am also that. worried about if uh, of, of what Verizon's going to do tomorrow, or if uh, Warner Brothers is going to be able to say, forget about all, forget about a few thousand people that are dead. Them is that okay. What are you doing? Test. Derek, you're breaking up, buddy. Breaking up. Can you? Can you? Uh, you know what? Let's hang up, and I'll, I'll give you a call back, and we'll see if if the connection gets better. We'll see. Cool. All right. Well, I wasn't saying that. Uh, like the corporate side, because I'm I'm nervous as hell about the fact that uh, T-Mobile owns Sprint now, and you only got like three. Uh, phone companies you can uh, sign up for. Well, That's I'm, not good. Yeah, all, but that and the service hasn't gotten better for any of them. Oh, dude, they were supposed to like uh, they were giving money to uh, increase the like their uh, to, to put fiber across every everywhere. So there shouldn't be no bad spots. But they didn't spend the money on what they were supposed to. And then uh, I guess somebody was like, hey, "Well, why not?" And they were like, "Uh," uh-huh. and that was it. <laughs> Is that what they were like? Uh. Yeah, so basically, uh, well, well, you can you can put that into legal speak as much as you want, but eventually that's basically what it was. He was like, ah. uh-huh. <laughs> like we did like, this. Look, they messed around and started talking jive. You know how it go, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, what I, it is. I, I, yeah, I was. I've been on uh, uh, Verizon Mobile for like five, six years, and then I get like a. Uh, like something, it's like yeah, hey, uh, welcome to Boost Mobile. I'm like, what? I'm like, when I get on Boost Mobile? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Derek H, are you there? All right, hopefully it's still working a little bit better now. I'm not sure if it is. Okay. Or not. So far, so yeah. good. What were you saying? Apparently, I oh, I was just. <laughs> uh, I was actually calling into. See what you guys thought about a new Marvel lineup uh, for uh, Facebook, but then it sounded like I was in a coronavirus press. 
telling me how it's Obama. Somehow Obama is sitting somewhere in, in Hawaii, and he killed all these people. From uh, right. well, one, that's not what I said. That's, no, that's, that's, what exactly the, what that's what the president said, though. Said. Like, right. I, I didn't say that. All right. So, but, so Jim Acosta, uh, oh. like, listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> Wait, Jim Acosta <laughs> was such a gangster for that. This fool was like the previous uh, administration. He's like, you've been president for three years, sir. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm like, look, man. Hey, I, Jim Acosta, I, you've been president for damn near four years. What are you talking about? The previous administration. Uh, well, what I what I was saying was I don't trust one. I don't trust government. Period. Like, period. I don't get who the hell. You also sitting... don't believe in climate change. I did not say that. You either. Also said. <laughs> did you like just listen to what? Did you like just listen to the, the stuff in, that you didn't like? And that's it. I heard. In I fairness, heard you say in fairness, Vaughn did not say he didn't believe in climate change. change. He said I, he's just not sure that companies should be forced to change their business practices because of it. Like, Which is not is not the same thing, like but 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 just as bad. <laughs> no, what I meant is is and the the, the initial thing that I <laughs> said I meant, when I well, had no 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 because you're not listening to what I'm actually saying. You're just hearing what you want to hear. What I said was is the the argument that I had with someone over how quickly companies can change. This person wanted it to be overnight, and I'm like, it can't be overnight because some of the stuff that you want. It doesn't exist yet. It's like, yeah, they should work on it and make it faster. But given how how many businesses are gonna fail just but I being out of business for like three weeks, a lot of these companies don't have And I the guess money a lot of businesses to, need to be out of business yeah, in three weeks. Yeah, I understand that. But what a, I'm saying is you want business, people if to the business switch over is, overnight. It's helping to kill 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 the world, then that right. business shouldn't be around. If you want to be able to change, or you can, you can want to have all electric vehicles all you want. If you don't have the money to actually do that, you can't change nothing. But you may be able to do it a little bit over time. So you understand what I'm saying? It's like you may I, want to do that. I you think. Want I to, think. I, I don't think anybody. Well, I, no, that's not true. There are definitely people that want climate change. Uh, like okay, or Dude, for you instance, argue with, wanted it like sure. overnight. <laughs> there, there are some people that definitely would like that to happen overnight, and I think that most of us feel like that's unreasonable. Like you know, most of us are okay with it changing over time. However, there there's definitely a majority or a, a good portion of people that are on the other side of the spectrum that are like, hey, I don't want it to change at all, and things uh, change. It's it's, a, it's surprising how many of those people happen to be in our government <laughs> where it's like because they get kickbacks yeah. from they get kickbacks from uh, uh well company. you get you get a, uh, an established company that's been around for 50 yeah. years yeah like if you've been around for 50 years you don't want to change because you because change means you have to spend more money in order to mm-hmm. innovate and if you don't need to innovate then you then you can make more more profit so you pay the but, but the, I, uh, ideally you, you would force, before, like you know, we were, it, how it, different like, uh, California is now than it was uh, a few years ago, and that's uh, of uh, the changes that California forced companies to make. Uh, Cal- no, uh, what I meant was in terms of the, cli- the air, no, I talk about the this overall better climate. in California now. I am not talking about the air quality. California made. Yeah. Okay. 
I have, I'm, I'm not talking about the air quality. I'm talking about just now. in terms of the climate. Climate. Just basic climate. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. But it's colder. I guess... And it gets hotter. That's True. what I'm talking about. What, what oh, the air quality gonna... is way better. Yeah. What what I was gonna say though is that, you know, when you have companies that are like, Well, hey, we you know, we like the way things are. That's like, most companies. Right. <laughs> I, I because they're you know, they're profitable. But ideally, yeah. especially when we're talking about our elected officials, the interest of who they're supposed to be looking out for are the people. And if it turns out like there's not gonna be a place for people to live in the future, like and and if we don't make particular changes, if that happens to hurt a company's bottom line, then we should just make those changes. Like, you know, and it's just it was interesting to listen to you talk about that right after you were talking about like things like, you know, this pandemic and Katrina where you're like, hey, the government isn't doing the things it needs to do in order to make sure that the people are taken care of. But then in the next conversation to be like, well, I don't know if you can be forcing companies to, you know, right, change. Well, me, okay. Now, why are we trying to keep coal, coal companies in business? Coal companies should not even be around anymore, but we're, we're doing everything okay. possible to keep coal so companies what about, in. All right, all right. So what about all the people who live in Kentucky and there's nothing else but coal, coal mines? So do do what they did to do what they did in Iraq after the Iraq War. Just put Walmart and McDonald's in it. Okay, but you, so like, everybody's gonna work at Walmart. Yeah, why can't they answer? Look, look at Lamore, California. Lamore, California. Working in Walmart's easier than working in a coal mine. I'll tell you that. Yeah, you I've got better benefits. In a, in, I've never worked in either, but I don't really have to to tell you that that's true. Okay, <laughs> the uh, the uh, is it? Think they're they're the, 90-year-old Walmart get... workers. There are no 90-year-olds in coal mines. Alright, what I was going to say was I think if you want more efficient energy, because now, now the way we get our energy is uh, is basically coal at these coal plants. I mean, not coal plants, but uh, like, like uh, electric yeah. plants, they use a lot of coal there. Now, if you wanted to get something that was more better for the climate, in terms of that, you would go nuclear. Because that's I think that's what they use in France, and it's like they're better. The nuclear plants are more efficient now than they were back when they were like. You hear about all these accidents and all this other stuff. So, the, so if you want to go clean wait, energy, wait, 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 what do you mean? accidents. I know of like three accidents in the past forty years. Huh? Three you nuclear accidents in the past forty years is what he said. No, no, like, no, not no. That in, many. The, in the past. And I don't like. I'm trying to think of like at least. I'm only 48, man. So it's like I don't remember what happened before I was born. So I'm trying to remember like in the last whatever amount of time, because every time you try to you you put up to uh, build like a nuclear plant, someone always talks about one of the accidents, like the one in Japan and Chernobyl and uh, yeah, in the 70s. Right. So that's what I said. It's like if you want to go pure clean is, energy, is right. But it's like they every time they, they propose building one of these things, environmentalists lose their mind. And I don't really understand why. It's like if you want something that's clean energy, there you go. Well, it does have a lot of byproducts that aren't clean. Like it creates a lot of waste that isn't clean. And they have nowhere to put like I think a lot like there's whole cities where it's buried under <laughs> under that. And then it lasts forever. It doesn't decay. 
and it affects people. You know, it just mm-hmm. creates too much. It's like getting one of those vacuum fish to clean your tank. You know, the 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 bottom feeder fish. Like, yeah, they eat shit and keep the water clean, but they actually shit more because they're eating shit. You know, and that's yes. that's the problem with nuclear. It creates. You, yeah, it's cleaner burning and everything, but it creates a lot of waste that you can't dispose of. And that 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 actually costs yeah. a longer term damage than than the actual like burning of the coal. You know? So that that's kind of what I meant in terms of the tech. Like, you want something that works. Wait, you, any, it, you just let you just that, let Moses make your make your argument for you. Mo, you did not think of that. Mo. Moses came up with that and he said, "Yeah." All right, uh, Devin, can I, can I, can I finish? No. What I was going to say? <laughs> Let no, him finish. I, no, I will not take what Moses said as your own. Let okay. him finish. Can Let I him finish? finish? What I was saying is everything that you, any kind of electric thing to to generate power is has its uh, negatives. It's like what the wind turbines is like birds or something is it, like they all have. Positives and negatives, or so anything that you propose. But what, what does wind turbines is, do? Comes like, with a problem. What do the wind turbines do? Uh, what? Solar. What does solar do? Yeah. Hmm. I think the, the the problem with like solar is they don't have the battery to, to uh, the battery power yet to like to save enough. Uh, like to, to uh, is 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 a is a spot of inefficiency built into the the technology yet. Where they they can't save enough power to actually replace the uh, the plant you want to replace. Right. So it's like, but you would we, think we're not exactly there yet. But you would think with the proper subsidies and the proper, um, you know, tax breaks and things like that, they could probably hire more people to work on it to kind of create Dude, trying- work on it faster. Yeah. You know, Tesla and they've been trying to work on battery yeah. power. Yeah, yeah. Like for for a while. Right, but and they're it, also it, having they're just not. They're also having uh, a lot of roadblocks because, in government, there's a big invested interest in petroleum and fossil fuels. Right. So those are old businesses that have a lot of money. That don't right, want but you can't say like, change. oh, you can't say like, oh, Tesla's been working on it. They can't do it. They're getting roadblocks. They're I being mean, hindered. <laughs> yeah, they're, no, they're, don't say that. they can't do it. They're being hindered to do it. Right, but that, but what I meant, like what I mean is, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, and like, but basically what Lawrence is saying about the government, I'm like, yeah, because you got all these old companies, you know, it's like how, like AT and T with that shouldn't a, be in business. They fought a uh, right, but they got enough money to pay politicians to make to to. Uh, Make sure that they have monopolies, or or the closest thing to a monopoly legally. That's just kind of how it works right now. So I have no idea how you fix that. But uh, but yeah, I mean, you, you vote those ethics? people out. Yeah, that's, I mean, honestly, that's this is this is the whole thing where it's like, you know, we we often act as though the system is what the system is, and there's no way to change it. And the reality is, there's a. I mean, we have the systems in place to change it. It just requires us to do work. Like we literally have to like pay attention. Like you know, I, how many people vote how for Trump often, instead of voting for AOC? But no, but and and that's the thing where it's like it's so funny because like and you know you all know because you all know how 
like I, I, I got the nickname Mayor Young for a reason. Like, you know how often I talk about politics and how often I just kind of encourage people to exercise their rights to vote and these kinds of things. And, you know, that gets met, especially like, you know, before now, people were, would, would always say, it doesn't matter who the president is. My life is not going to change either way, depending on whoever it is sits in the White House. Now we know how wrong that can be. Like, you're, like the life of everyone in America has changed. It because... more matters who your mayor is, who you're, and like yeah. these are the things. These are the place, like the, the that's the 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 times for voting that's in the middle between the president, and most people right. don't even remotely pay it. They they don't really pay attention the to local the election. presidential ones, and they don't even like pay attention I, at all. And then it's like, well, where is this new tax came from? It's like, yeah, because right. they stick the new taxes on, on, and, on the middle and, election that nobody goes to see. And yeah, I'm it's like, what the the last one had like three taxes on it. Definitely stress the importance of local elections, especially over national ones. But I've always said that the national election is important too, and it's one of those things where people have you know received that differently. But I think now we all understand. It's like your life can be changed because of how leadership conducts themselves at the top. Because now we're all inside, or at least most of us, I guess. I'm, half of us? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know how many of us are actually staying in there and how many of us are not. But the fact is, it's like, this could have been handled differently. Like, this could have been... This was avoidable. It was avoidable. Bur and so... How? Uh, how? No government on Earth handled this properly, except maybe like uh, I think Singapore. Uh, well, look, you well, did a pretty good job. And, well, look, uh, I think Singapore. Uh, there's like there's a couple of uh, this isn't the first. Around, no, a couple couple of countries around China who completely well, shut off their borders well, like in January. Look at Africa. West Africa has a, a inordinate like it has a small amount, a fraction of what everybody has because they handled a similar issue with Ebola that was contained by a global pandemic response team um, a, in 2014. And now they're like, okay, yeah, fuck it. We're seeing it again. This is the second time around for them. While what it's the it, first time, they, they just locked in as soon as shit started getting shit. They fucking sealed off their house, put fucking duct tape in the windows, like they just huddled in till they got shit under control. Right. I just saw a video of a group of people in uh, L.A. who had a, a child block uh, block party for yeah, their kid. Exactly. And they had the, the police had to show up and they were arguing with the police, you know, they, like they, and calling them all kind of names. It's like, how are you going to tell people to stay in the house when you can't even. Right. They're, they're like, they could be like a fire down the street and then everybody will come down their house and block off the road just, just to watch the fire and, and record it on their cell phones. But I think, like, understand that, like, this isn't the first infectious disease that has, or highly infectious disease that has come to America. Like, I mean, there there's some that started in North America that we were able to, you know, not have to have safer at home and shelter in place orders for. It's like, it's really just about the response and how it's handled. Like, you know, like... The, the reality of the situation is, is that if you have somebody at the top telling you, hey, for the safety of, of our country, we're going to do this, 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 and this, 
you can nip some things in the bud. Like you, if you have a team in place of people that understand what infectious diseases, like how they spread and what they do, it's like right. you can mess around and be ahead of it. Like there was, there were people there even in in Trump's current administration and President Trump's current administration, which is not the best of the best, but still semi-effective people. They were trying to tell him, like, hey. You know, this thing is something we should be paying attention to, and he ignored them. It's like, imagine if you had the best of the best still there that were doing this, and he was listening to them. It's like you could okay. you could mess around, and it's not to say that it would never get here. It's to say that you you're tracking it for when it does get here, and you're isolating people that have it, so that way it's like it's something where we don't even notice it, like we did with like swine flu. Or with bird flu, you know what I'm saying? Where it's just like, okay, like, yeah, I mean, I guess that's a thing that's happening. I think it was either. All right, the biggest difference between one is how the media reacted to swine flu and mirrors and SARS and all this other stuff. They were calm, and it was like, ah, you need to be calm. The media right now is is basically yelling fire in a movie theater every five seconds. But dude, dude like, the dude dude closed the border in January. There's there's something happening. They closed the border in January, like to yeah, China, the and they called him a racist. Like, you know why? Why would like what? what like, yeah. why blame the media for reporting that was racist? How was it racist? That's what Russia did. That's what Hong Kong did. That's it, what it, like a bunch of they closed their borders to to China. And Russia's not racist. He did the right? same. He said the same damn. He did the same damn thing, and then they would call him all kind of racist. But you don't. You don't have to so close. You're saying that he did the same thing that he, Russia did. So what's he, wrong? I did the same thing that Russia did, Hong Kong did, uh, Singapore, I think, did the same thing. And they had fewer cases. But I'm saying we've had infectious diseases come from China before that we handled without closing the border. Well, H1N1, you talking about that? We had way more I, people who got affected, who died. It was, that was way worse than what's going on right now. But everything is being shut you, down. How can you say that when this is in an terms of numbers, In terms of numbers, yes, I can say that. The numbers was way it's worse. Not, we're, it's not done, Vaughn. Like, are we done with? Are we done with with COVID nineteen? Dude, I'm not saying that we are done right now. But what okay, I'm saying but... is, is that when it was going on, when H1N1 was going on, the the news media was not acting like like a bunch of crazy people running around just big, like like they're trying to sell a disaster movie. No, but it's not. But they, you don't act the same because the, it was being handled. It's like there's a, an infectious disease sweeping through countries that our leaders ignoring, saying is a hoax, and then it gets here, and we don't have any. We're not ready for it. And to be like, hey, this is a problem. How is that screaming fire? What I'm that's, saying is that's most, just reporting the news. No, what I'm saying is most countries on on Earth did not handle this well at all. We don't but like, what do we we don't even need to talk about other countries. Let's talk well, about the United States. Well, all right. Well you well, you're acting like we're in the singular. Like, oh, but well, I, everybody I'm else not, handled this well, but we didn't. I'm not I'm not saying we're in the singular. What I'm saying is we've had infectious diseases come to this country in the past and it hasn't affected the lifestyle or the economy of the entire country. But this time it has. 
Right? Because for, for something about, I don't know what to do with this particular uh, coronavirus. Because coronavirus is, is it's a... It's because uh, Trump is in charge. Right. It's not that. Okay. That's the difference. Can I, it's, no, no, especially no. worse. Let, oh, okay. Let me say, the, the a coronavirus is a family of viruses. Right. That's why it mirrors and all that other stuff, right? Coronaviruses. Like, no one okay. no is disputed what it right. is. But what I'm saying is, I don't know what there's something, there's something different because, like, the H1N1 affected everyone basically the same. That's why this, this particular one is, like, really strange. So the government is acting way weirder than they were for the, all the other ones. And it's like they're trying to keep everybody kind of calm, but not kind of calm because every, it's, it's a weird thing. And as uh, is because I've been I've been dealing with health stuff for a long time, all right. So the precautions that are in place for this are different than those. Is 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 just it's more. I don't know why it's more, but it is. And it's like they're super panicky. They're uh, any kind of. Uh, fever of anybody in our building, they immediately get shipped to the hospital. That was not the case for H1N1. All right, that's so not the like, media's fault, though. No, what I'm saying media is, media. no, no, what I'm saying is, this I'm talking about this particular thing. All right, it from from what I understand about how it actually affects people, the way everybody's acting is is out of pocket. To the point where I just, I, it's annoying to watch this, this shit on TV. Some what I got to deal with at work and then see how everyone's acting, it doesn't really compute in terms of how the actual virus goes. It's like, if you have respiratory issues. Are you saying issues, there's no basic? No, that's not what I'm saying, be, Derek. We shouldn't no, be worried no, about this at all? No, no, that's not what I'm saying, Derek. All right? You seem to be hearing what you want to hear. Uh, what I'm saying is this is really weird. It's like if you have a strong, like if you have diabetes or stuff like that, it affects you. It, it turns super deadly. Whereas if you don't have these underlying issues, it's kind of like a, a flu. All right. So it's kind of, it's a weird disease. It's like, so that's why you got so many people who are asymptomatic running around and they're spreading it because they don't have other issues that's making them super sick. You get what I'm saying? So you can go to the store and you can have this thing and you cough and you whatever and and it don't affect you. But if there's somebody, one person in this in the building who has diabetes or uh, is an avid smoker or something like that, they can get it from you and it will be more deadlier to them. So like I said, this particular one is different. With all this information, I feel like I'm in, in a Trump press conference. I, I'm look, look, dude. I'm telling you how from from where I work at, what we know. Okay, all right. This is this is what I know. Anybody like uh, they're closing the doors to anybody who even has a high fever, so that uh, you don't uh, spread the droplet to other people. This is very weird. Okay? It sounds like some shit out of a Stephen King kind of fucking novel. That's how weird this shit is. It's like if you can, like, you could, just like Tom Hanks got it, and it would seem to be perfectly fucking fine. But the, the, uh, the, the Boris Johnson, the, uh... Wait, if it's, 
if it sounds like something out of a Stephen King novel, then shouldn't the media be very concerned and be spreading the alarm? You should not making people panic, man. That's what I said. It's it's weird. It's 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 a lot of information. It's very weird. And I guess like, I, I guess my my thing though is like, like nobody has I a handle underst- on this. Huh? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah, but, nobody has a handle but, on this. But Avon, you understand how like your messages like contradict each other because on one breath you're saying no one has a handle on it and on the other hand you're saying they shouldn't be spreading panic and it's like if the media is saying hey no one has a handle on this which is what you're saying i understand that that doesn't reassure people but that's not them causing a panic that's the news like that's what's that's what's true right there there's a way you can tell somebody information in a way that won't make most people panic but, there's a, but the there's a few people who are gone. There's a few people who yeah, you, are gone. That's called panic. lying to. You can lie to them. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, there's a way. Like the no, news. There's a, no, there's a way I can tell you something that won't make you flip the hell out. Yeah, I mean, and there's, I mean, and there's, a, there's another way that and... I can tell you something that if if my whole goal is to get you to watch this particular thing over and over again, so I'm gonna spin it in a kind of way. In order to uh, to to get you to to focus on me more, so there's a but way you can say stuff. The news has been a TV show since it started on cable. Like we understand that they're trying to get people to watch, and so yeah, yeah they're going to spin the things in, such, like in a way. Huh? Yeah, the news used to be the news. It used to tell you what was going on and let you deal with the facts as they are. Yeah, Walter. And then they, at some point, they become like the, the they had to make a profit. Walter, but, but the, what I'm saying once, to you. Is is what I'm trying to say though is we already understand that if like what you, you, the news covers the White House, shouldn't it be the White House's job to reassure the people? Like that's what happened in the past. About like, his approval ratings, it shouldn't be their job to ask him about uh, other non-essential things. No, no, the news doesn't ask the president about his approval ratings. He brings somebody them up. Asked, somebody asked the man about his approval ratings. Yeah, I but, I, but yeah, you, I you stuff. They actually asked the man. Yeah, and you know who asked them? Do you know who asked them that question? I don't know who. I don't. It like was none of it. one American news network, a West Coast oh. ultra conservative. Uh, I don't watch no, none but of it. They're asking, <laughs> but that's the thing. Word. You just said you just said that you watched them. No, no, they're I trying to. No, no, they're what trying. I said is like, I, yeah. I watch. Like, they got. I watched the press conferences for uh, the mayor. Because basically that's what's on TV, and that's I, I kind of need to know what's going on. So the mayor, the governor, and then I watch a little bit of that. And it's hard to watch that because it's just the national news, and ex, uh, it's just so many stupid questions. I, I want to know what's actually going on. I don't I don't care who you wanted to vote for, who you didn't want to vote right. for. I don't care. I just want information. I get it. So but it's just when you say something like, "Oh, they asked him about his approval ratings." Yeah, the person that asked him about the pursuit. Per- Approval ratings are the ones sucking his dick right now. They want to be the next Fox News, like Larry said. You know, but they're only they're they're like one step I, above us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just I just stopped watching pretty much most of the national stuff. It's just it's it's got to be so irritating. It's like I understand you either you like him or you don't like him. I don't really care. I just like to work, and that's what I want back. But you know. Right, so that's why, and and that's what I was getting before is like this this disease is weird, man, and 
That's why they want everybody to wear masks and all, because that's not very reassuring, Vaughn. But it's, I'm, it's I'm not truth. very reassured. Why you keep saying this is weird, dude? Because it is. What? Why because are you telling me this? Are you trying to make me panic by telling me how <laughs> weird it is? All right, all right, Derek, with the jokes. But what I'm saying, I, like, if you if you look at this, like this, the the uh, I've heard people. Look, remember Waka Flocka was saying black people don't get it, which was hilarious. Uh, you had all these people in uh, with Donna Spring Break because they were convinced that it this it was an old people disease. I'm like, no, because like a large chunk of the people who are in hospitals right now are, are uh, between 20 and 50. So it's not an old people disease. Now, your percentages of whether or not you'll die from this is low. And when you hit a certain age range, then it goes up like a lot. <laughs> and that's usually because at that age, you have uh, respiratory issues. It's just because of how old you are. Like I said, it's... it's really weird so that's the precautions that they're doing is because this is a weird thing so how is what any any of what you just said different from what the news that sounds like what i've been hearing directly from the news right but i said that to you nice and calmly right and i'm just talking about like over just just the last two weeks of constant look of, of looking at things it's just like like dude man you just should be saying the news Saying, just giving out this, 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 and this. So then, why not just, why not only listen to like NPR then? Last time I listened to NPR, they had some, some, it was, it, I think it was in a car with you. And they were, uh, and they were doing Orange Man bad. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I just want news. I don't care about but, your opinion on the news. But Period. NPR, except for like two or three shows, is literally just straight news. Like they don't, they don't, they rarely do commentary. Know. Even the ones that they do commentary on, are like you know, you have shows like say like left, right, and center, where it's literally like here's someone from the left, here's someone from the right, here's somebody in the center, to okay. to give their okay. opinions. Yeah, okay. If that's if that's what it is, I'm just going off of the last time I actually listened to NPR. It was in your car, and it was somebody who was basically doing Orange Man bad. And I'm like, so is NPR like this too? It's like ugh. anytime you criticize the president, that doesn't that's not sensational. It I, could be a valid criticism. I did not say any time. Because a, a lot of times the president, what, no. president is doing what bad I said stuff. was no, when I say orange man bad, I'm not talking about someone who's criticizing just stuff. I don't like the fact that uh, in this stimulus thing, it only like how they, they, they worded it and the stuff that they added and all this I don't like that stuff either, how if you make a hundred thousand dollars, you like you you may not get any of this. And this is a world of difference between making a hundred thousand dollars in New York and making a hundred thousand dollars in Nebraska. All right, but so you could be in Nebraska and have a you make a hundred thousand dollars because you own a business, but then your business has to be closed because of the uh, of what the government done, and you're not getting any help. That, that sucks. No, but when you talk about so, making a hundred thousand dollars, that's on your personal. Tax returns, like that's what you actually made that year, right? In 2018, so that could be different now. And you need the money. You can that that little bit could actually help you now, but because of how they worded all this stuff, like that that sucks. So criticizing what the government does, that's not one. I'm not when I say orange man, man. I'm just talking about them people who just rant off top of the head about they just don't like the dude just because he's a schmuck. 
Like I don't I don't care that you don't like them. I just want the information. So if you said that the uh, uh like I don't really listen to NPR that much. So the last time I actually listened to it, it was that show. So oh, I was like, should... is, is is NPR like that now too? Like uh, it's like I I, I would suggest you give it another shot because most of the shows on NPR are like. Like if you're talking about, hey, I just want just information. Like, or, or that's, go on a. It's literally just people asking questions and getting answers. Yeah, or get the Associated right. Press app. Yeah, Associated. Right, I might try that because everything yeah. else is just like, oh. Or, or you can just watch C-SPAN. <laughs> that way, you don't get any commentary. You literally just get straight up, like whatever people are saying. I don't you know. C-SPAN is. Gonna, I don't know, man. It's going to cover looking... what happens, and that's it. One time on C-SPAN, I heard somebody somewhere. talking about Latveria. <laughs> All right, okay. I'm gonna play this wrap up music. We'll, we'll get to news tomorrow. Yeah, I've turned your show into the uh coronavirus. Uh, no, I mean, show. it's always like it's you know, these mornings have been like this a little bit, you know, not this long, but oh, yeah. it's all right. We were low on content all day anyway. Look, no, I'm surprised that there there's a black man out there that loves Donald Trump too, but it's good to hear. <laughs> Well, him and Stacey Dash. Right. To know that. Oh no! Listen. Makes me feel better. Okay. And then there's the guy that has the blacks for Trump sign. I don't know how much they pay him, but he's around. They probably pay him a little bit less than Carson. <laughs> Look, there are people uh, on both sides of the bill. That's what's true. Huh? Okay, I don't know what you're talking about there, bro. But anywho. Uh, l- uh, let's get some final thoughts, Derek. Man, what are your final thoughts today? Uh, um, I'm I'm sorry. I was actually thinking about getting Disney Plus again. I heard that maybe Black Widow was going to be released there, but then I re- I heard it wasn't. So there's no reason to own Disney Plus. So I'll be waiting. Uh, 21. If you have kids, it, it works. Before I get to see. Or uh, is, uh, as her Disney's messing with your signal, Derek. Uh, uh, Scarlet, uh, yeah. calling her Scarlet Joe's. Scarlet Joe's because she's <laughs> married. To yeah, I don't know the way Disney's uh, hemorrhaging money. Okay. They may be owned by Apple, so. Uh, Vaughn, you gotta man. save Disney. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta save Disney. Disney is I essential. Don't know that, I don't know if that's gonna happen, bro. Vaughn, man, what's your final thought? My final thoughts is everybody stay safe. Try to figure out something that'll uh, negate your cabin fever, and it'll be greater later. Joe, man, you is got it? you got any uh, any final thoughts? Um, you know, just again. If you get a chance to check out that Firefly Funhouse match, you should. Cool. Larry, man, what you got? Um, you know what, folks? Just, uh, honestly, just stay safe, really, more than anything. Like, you know, pay attention to what's happening around you and uh, try your best to keep yourself safe. And uh, the ones you love safe as well. And for the rest of Fantastic Forum, follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, 
Facebook. And we'll be back tomorrow for our full show tomorrow night. Right where we always show up at on allgames.com.